time for Zerito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Live from the legendary Sports 56 studios at Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, here's your host, Kevin Zerito. Greetings and salutations. We are live from high atop Mount Moriah on this Memorial Day weekend, this Roundhouse Revival Saturday. I'm your host, Kevin Cerrito. Thank you for tuning in. On the other side of the glass, we have the King of Crunch, CJ Hurt. And back with us this week is Drew Barrett, who was at Hangout Fest last week, right? That is correct. And that was fun. That's the same weekend as Barbecue Fest, huh? It was, but I'll take uh, a music festival on a beach over barbecue. Uh, I don't know. It's that's a a tough because barbecue fest. You don't have to travel as far. You can just call an Uber and get down there. But you got to know somebody. You got to know somebody. But all right, we've got an action-packed edition of the show today. So much to get into. It is Roundhouse Revival Saturday, as most of our regular listeners know. We are advocating for the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame to be put inside the Mid South Coliseum. Or somewhere in Memphis, Tennessee, right? We think the the the, college, the Memphis, Tennessee needs to be home of the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, whether it's the WWE Hall of Fame or another awesome uh, version of the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame that it needs to be here in Memphis. It only makes sense. And there's a perfect venue for that right now, being the Mid-South Coliseum being vacant would be a great place to put it. Uh, so we're out. If, so if you have time today, the Roundhouse Revival will be having coverage throughout this two-hour broadcast about the Roundhouse Revival, where we are set up and uh, selling T-shirts and giving out information about our movement right now. So we'll have live reports from the Roundhouse Revival from our very own Dustin Five Star, as well as his arch rival, the guy he's going to be in a street fight with on Thursday night in Cordova at Woodland Hills. That would be Bill Superstar Dundee is going to join us. He, Dundee will be with us at 1230. Dustin will be with us at 1130. Or both of them are, are, I don't know, it doesn't happen very often that your two correspondents for something um, hate each other's guts. But yesterday on another radio station, Dustin threw coffee in the face of Bill Superstar Dundee, who is, of course, how old is Dundee now? I keep forgetting because I keep wanting to say he's 80. I think he's like a hundred and something now, mm-hmm. but he's for real over seventy. Yeah, I think he's eighty, eighty-one, eighty-two. No way, no way, no. He's not that old, but I think he may be just seventy. Let's look that up. But what does his Wikipedia page say? I think he's seventy or seventy-one. I know Dustin um, is forty years younger than him, at least. So they will be in a street fight, but they'll both be on our show today as we have live reports from the Roundhouse Revival. We'll take your phone calls at noon for Hang Up and Listen, where you can win wrestling tickets. We've got tickets to that street fight, so it's Dustin versus Bill Superstar Dundee on Thursday. We will have wrestling tickets to give away. And we'll throw in some sports and other talk uh, throughout the show, and we'll start it right now. With 71. He is 71, right? Oh, wow. Mm. He's older than the Coliseum. All right, we are we start we'll start the show this week. We're back. The Grizzlies playoffs are over, so we're back uh, doing things the way we uh, used to do them. Marcus Hunter, Mister Sweetie, Mister Jackson, Mississippi, Mister Selfie, joins us now. What's up, Marcus? Yo, yo, yo! What's going on, Sorito? It's a big day in Memphis. You should have come back up for this weekend. Oh, what's going on this weekend? The Roundhouse Revival. Do you listen to the show when you're on hold? You've been on hold for three minutes. What have you been doing? I've been- 
I was listening to the. I was heard you talk about the Roundhouse Revival, but I didn't know that it was like the big thing. Okay, make me make me want to come to Memphis because I have nothing else to do today. Make me want to come. to you Memphis. You can be up here in make three hours. That's about the time that me and CJ will be arriving at the Roundhouse Revival to sign autographs at the table. So it'll be on, perfect. You. you can come get an autograph from us. I didn't come and get your autograph. <laughs> We're not signing autographs, Marcus, but it's an awesome event. the The roundhouse. We'll get into it. And just let's do it right now. Let's do trending topics. Okay, yeah, let's do that. All right, here we go. Trending topics. All right, our our first trending topic. Trending topics is the roundhouse revival going on right now. Hashtag roundhouse revival is. The hashtag. Okay, Marcus, so you have no idea what this is. You know the Mid-South Coliseum, and you know our movement to save the Mid-South Coliseum. But not really. Yeah. Our movement. Our, my idea yeah. is, hey, why isn't there a Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame that's a tourist attraction in the United States, and why isn't it, is it not in Memphis? So that's that's our thing. And then we look at, oh, they're going to tear down the Coliseum. Like, well, why don't we put that Hall of Fame that doesn't exist and put it in the Coliseum? That makes sense. So they're having an event today where if you have a better idea for the Mid-South Coliseum, you can go show up there, and they have an idea board set up. They've got two wrestling rings set up. I was there right before coming in studio. So there's two wrestling rings set up, one with a band playing. A little bit later on, Bill Superstar Dundee will team up with Jerry the King Lawler, friend of the show. He was on last week. If you missed that interview, I know you didn't miss that interview, but how awesome was that interview last week, Marcus? It was pretty awesome, man. It was one of those interviews. Just you, you, you have to let it breathe, and we were we were able to let it breathe. And uh, when uh, David Littleman had his final show, I was watching and I was thinking about uh, what the King was talking about during that interview. You saw, yeah, we'll talk about Letterman here in in a little bit. But the King was on. The King was on the the finale. They showed the King slapping Andy Kaufman at the end of the show. Spoiler alert! But it was on there. <laughs> the worst spoiler alert possible. Like who cares? Um, but uh, okay, so they've got the wrestling rings. They're gonna have the wrestling. They're gonna have live music from a bunch of uh, uh, of cool bands. They've got a bunch of boots set up. There's food trucks. There's craft beer. And this is gonna be a fun time. They're having outside of the Mid South Coliseum today, and it's coming together, right? Because I stopped by to help set up our table. You can go stop by, Marcus. You gotta come up here because you gotta get one of these awesome Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame T-shirts we're selling at the table. We're giving out information about. Uh, our efforts to get the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in Memphis, Tennessee. It's the, it's the real deal. And we have our booth. It's, r- it's right behind one of the wrestling rings. If I come up there, can I stand in the booth like I'm actually somebody important? Yeah, sure. Oh, I mean, fantastic. I mean, right now we've got CJ Pencilton for this afternoon, so I mean, you, you, it can't be worse than that. Like you, you're you're more impo- important than CJ. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, no, nobody's more important than the owner of the worst question ever. The worst question ever. We're just a few minutes into the show, and he's already plugging that. He's making. He's going to make his own T-shirts. He's going to have his own boots set up at the Roundhouse Revival today, selling shirts to say "Worst Question Ever." And CJ's question was so bad, Steph Curry had to bring his daughter up there the next time there was a press conference. Just so she could deflect from questions like that. Good point. Let's move on to the next trending topic. We'll continue to talk about Roundhouse Revival throughout this broadcast. Let's go to our next trending topic. Trending topics. Which would be Steph Curry bringing his kid to the podium. This was uh, interesting. So, of course, the post-game press conference, He never, Steph Curry must thought Memphis was too dangerous to bring his kid to Memphis or something. Because the kid never came <laughs> to the podium here uh, during that playoff series. But, uh, yeah, so Steph... Steph Curry under fire. NBA players in general under fire about this. And Marcus, I gotta say, you got a kid. Uh, you've never you you don't ever bring Kyla to the games with you. But what do you th- what do you think? 
the controversy, of, the controversy, of course, being for those who don't know, Steph Curry and who else? Who was the other? Was it Derrick Rose? Brought their kid. Yeah, Derrick yeah, Derek Rose did it. I mean, Chris Paul has done it in the past. I mean, it's not something that's new to be done during NBA playoff games. I don't understand why this is such a thing, why it's become a controversy. Because think about it like this. You know, I'm thinking Kyle of the Grizzlies games, and Kyle has been at the television station with me while I've been doing the news. I mean, you know, sometimes when you are in positions where you have jobs that are, you know, a little different, and, you know, some people can see your job as a little more, I guess, glamorous or, you know, interesting than other positions, then you want to, you know, show your kids that experience and get to know the experiences because they're things that, as a kid, you would have been fascinated by as well. And also, you're, you're a parent, so you want to share those times and those memories with your children and I don't understand why in this day and age where we're looking at so many negative things about athletes why we don't celebrate the fact that these guys are active fathers in their children's lives and they just want their kid to be a part of the moment when they have these moments to share so I don't understand why it was such a big deal I mean the little girl was cute I mean you know uh, last week oh so she wasn't cute if it was an ugly kid then that changes no, no, it has no, it has nothing to do with the look of the. I mean, ninety-nine percent of babies are cute. I mean, you're gonna be, it's gonna be hard to find, you know, a baby that's questionable. Ninety-nine percent. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Are gonna be cute, but I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I, listen, I had no problem with it. I'm not sure why, you know, people are, you know, so upset about it. Well, here's the thing. Uh, to make it like an issue, it, it's it's kind of lame, and I guess because we've got these two playoff series going on right now, two zero. Not that I mean, we're really waiting for to crown Golden State the NBA champions. Really, it's all a matter of time, right? And so they're trying to figure out something else to write about or talk about. In these press conferences, you don't have these press conferences during the regular season. The regular season, the players are just interviewed in the locker room. So it's part of the excitement of the playoffs that they, you know, they set up the podium, and the only person who does a press conference during the the regular season is the coach. But in the playoffs, the players come out there. So it's only a problem that they would have during the playoffs. So that's, that doesn't happen very often, right? And if if a player loses, very good chance they're not going to bring their kid in there with them, right? That they're going to be a little just too depressed, and their kid—they don't want to have their kid distracting them from answering questions they want to answer. I, I think it's dumb to make it a, a rule. I think it's cool, and it humanizes the, the, these guys even more. That's what's so awesome about the NBA to me is that you know the—you feel like you know the players more than you know anybody else in any other sport. Football—they're all hidden behind a helmet. Uh, you know, outside of Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, uh, it, it's tough to, to think you know who a player is in in the, in the NFL. But in the NBA, you really know the players. And if their kids are going to come out there, that helps you even know them even more. You know, I'm a reality show type of guy, and I think sports should should uh, embrace reality shows more. And all this does is add a little bit more reality to this guy you just watched play um, in a, in a basketball game. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. And, and you know, um, going back to last week when uh, Steph Curry gave the best answer that you could ever give to a question, not TJ's question, but the question about the best shot uh, in NBA history, when he gave that fantastic answer. I remember Steph Curry as a kid walking onto the court during play after game celebrating with his dad. And, you know, it's, it's things like that. You know, that when you get older and you remember, you know, you, you know, like, say, for instance, Derrick Rose's son grows up to be the next Derrick Rose or even better. I remember that kid when he was up there on the podium when he was just a little baby. I mean, you know, it, it also kind of helps bring things together because you have a lot of professional athletes who have children that grow up to become professional athletes. Steph Curry, his dad, Dale Curry, and things like that. 
Yeah, I just think uh, the people who are complaining about it, the the journalists are the ones who are complaining about it. Like, just get 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 over yourself. Your job is not tough. Go to the locker room if you want to go to the locker room. I mean, just just that, this is so lame, so lame. All right, so let's let's go on to our next tr- trending topic. Trending topic, which is the big one locally, and that is Damon Stoudemire making his big return to the University of Memphis. He's going to rejoin Josh Pastner's coaching staff. This is something that doesn't happen. Too often. I mean, I guess the Tigers are looking at, hey, the past couple years, the Grizzlies have bought, brought people back. They brought Battier back. They brought Miller back. It's time for us to bring somebody back. And we're bringing back Damon Stoudemire. And, what? They brought Lionel Hollins back. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, the Grizzlies also brought Lionel Hollins back. The, the good thing that the Tigers aren't doing that. But anyway, why you got to bring up Lionel Hollins? <laughs> oh. But they did. It's like a truth. Yeah, Lionel Hollins. Yeah, the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. That was they. He was the coach that they brought back, an assistant they did return to the Grizzlies. You're right. Okay, but that's not what they're doing this for. And it's it's a fascinating thing to me because it's no secret that that's the name that I've dropped on this show for over a year. That Damon Sotomayor is a. Everybody's like, who could you get to replace Josh Pastner? Who could you get? Damon Sotomayor. That's who you can get to replace. To the point that I just made that you just dismissed, but it's actually the truth. They're not bringing Damon Stoudemire back to be the head coach, but are they bringing him back to be the head coach? Because think about it. Damon Stoudemire was a what was a fantastic coach. A lot of guards really thrived under him as he was the assistant coach for the Tigers. Then he goes to Arizona. They have a lot of success. And now he's back. Josh Pastner has done a good job of keeping the program relevant with getting good recruits, but... I mean, come on. How much longer is Josh going to be there? Is he, if they have a good season this year, is he going to leave and take another job because he knows that another bad season that he's going to be out? I mean, so I think that is a good thing for them to do, and they probably are trying to make that transition from Passioner to Stoudemire. And Damon Stoudemire, we all know who and what kind of player he was in the NBA, so it'll be great to have a an, an NBA, a former NBA All-Star as your head coach for the Memphis Tiger Bats. Oh, you're already you're already announcing him the head coach. You're one of those guys. Like this is tr- this is terrific I, news, Damon. He's just going to happen. He's, I am Marcus the Magnificent. Remember, I do think he's going to happen. Okay, yeah, I, and hey, I can't disagree with you because here's where we're at with Tiger basketball, right? You've got this is the season for Josh Pastner. If he doesn't succeed, he's probably going to get fired, and then they're going to have to hire somebody. And why not hire Damon Stoudemire, who is now he left? He coached under another terrific coach in Sean Miller in Arizona. He's coached in the NBA. He's played in the NBA. He he loves Memphis. Like he he embraced Memphis like it's one of his hometowns, right? Like it is a home for him to come here to the Bluff City. So he is he's the ideal candidate when it comes because either Josh Pastner is going to be unsuccessful this season and get fired or maybe too successful and realize that this is my one chance to get out of here before the heat comes back on me because the heat's going to be back on him again right he has one good year but then he follows it up with another bad year then it's like that one good year was a fluke and so he knows that so there's we're looking at is the chances and i don't know what the odds should be in vegas but the chances that josh passner is the coach Going into next season, you know, one year from today, is he still the coach? Does got to be very slim because he's either going to get fired for doing some doing a doing a lousy job, or he's going to leave and get another job for actually breaking through and going to the Sweet Sixteen or the Elite Eight. 
Now, wouldn't that just be something that's just so Memphis and just became that if Stoudemire did become the head coach of the Memphis Tigers, that you would have both the professional and the college team lose or get rid of their head coach and replace him with an assistant on the with, with, with an assistant that was already on the staff? Yeah, that would be back to like almost back to back situation on that too. Yeah, that, and it, and it can happen. It can't happen, and it it seems very likely now. At least that's what that's what I want to happen. The other shakeup at the University of Memphis uh, is our old buddy Ren Baker. <laughs> do you, what do you know, remember about Ren Baker, who's the assistant athletic director or something? I remember you having him on talking about Rick Ross one time. That's what CJ remembers. What do you, do you remember anything about him, Marcus? Uh, that's pretty much the only thing I remember about him as well. That's what, that's what I remember about his legacy. Nothing made me sicker this week. So this guy's leaving. He's getting out of here. Ren Baker is, is going to Missouri. And the, apparently other media people love him because maybe, I don't know why. I can't figure it out. But uh, he came on this show uh, back when Rick Ross was going on, uh, coming to the University of Memphis to perform at a Tiger basketball game, which we're not going to get into that and how disgusting and, and inappropriate that that was. But yes, he came on this show and did a terrible, terrible job trying to uh, convince people that that was the right thing, or even just like even talking to me, being like, "I don't want to talk about this." I'm like, "Well, I'm sorry, you're going to have to talk about it. Don't bring Rick Ross in to perform at a basketball game." At a university, a public university, if you don't want to talk about the idea that he is rapping about people, um, uh, you know, we're not even getting into that, but committing, you know, sexual violence and all that stuff. So uh, that's all I will remember. My legacy of him is that. And it's kind of it's sick to me that somebody just because they're nice to you as a media member, sometimes that that means that they were doing they were so great at their job. I don't think he was that great at his, at his job. And and and, and uh, you know, I wish him well. I wish him well. I have no ill feelings towards him. But it is weird that people can can jump on on that type of a situation. Yeah, it is. But just because they're I, just because he's nice to other people, they think he was so great at his job. I mean, but see, here's the thing. I mean, somebody we thought he was good at his job. He got a job in Missouri. I mean, <laughs> and I what mean, about this? It, you had Tom Bowen all, was trying to get a job at Cal, right? People want to get I out mean, of here right now. What's going on? I mean, I mean, who knows what's going on? I mean, you know, Memphis is. You know, I, I, I've said this before. You know, Memphis, while it is a great city, and people will leave Memphis and go back to Memphis. You know, Memphis is still a city that a lot of people go to make the next move in their career. And if and if their life ends up bringing them back to Memphis, then they're going to love it because Memphis is a fantastic city and a fantastic place to live in. And you have a lot of great people there. But it's not necessarily a place where people go and think to themselves when they, as soon as they get there, you know, I want to stay here in Memphis, especially if they're not from Memphis. It's hard for people in Memphis to understand that that somebody like me who's, uh, you know, from Columbus and, you know, Mississippi State fan, you know, you know that people are trying to bounce in and bounce out. You know, especially in media markets, things like that. So, it's understandable that, you know, that these guys are trying to leave. I mean, think about, you know, uh, 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 Justin Fuente. I mean, people are thinking that, you know, how long is he going to stay in Memphis? So, like, when is he going to, to leave? I mean, that's just the kind of market that Memphis is. But it's not a slight to Memphis. It's just that's the market that it is. And so I can understand why guys leave and go to, quote-unquote, better positions. But it's not, like I said, it's not the slight to the city. It's just that's just what would happen. 
Oh, uh, you saw, yeah, I don't think it's anything against the city, but people people do want to. But I think it's a it's a tough situation. Maybe that's that's it is a little bit uh, reflective of that, right? I mean, you're looking at if you're going to be the AD at Memphis right now, you have to you have a coach who some of the boosters like, who's not winning, and basketball is your money maker, yet you're not really making as much money on basketball. And then you look at footballs being successful, but can you hold on to the coach? I mean, there. It is a perfect time for for Tom Bowen maybe to already bounce to another job because hey he was looks like he's doing a good job here kind of sorter and get out before you have to make that tough decision on Josh Pastor and maybe well, show. But, I mean, but you know what though I, I want the guy to, to 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 stay. I mean this is this is when you as an athletic director really make your money. This is when you prove your worth in times like these in situations like these. I mean. I mean, come on, teams win in cycles. I mean, at some points they're going to be up and sometimes they're going to be down. But it's when they're down that you have to make the tough decisions. Do you make the right decisions? Not do you balance for the next job so you don't have to make that decision. So I would like to see, I want Bowen to stick it out. I mean, stick it out and see, you know, what happens. See what goes on in the next three or four years. You know, what happens you know, with, with, with the conference. Does the, 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 the Tigers move to a different conference? I mean, there's so many things that can still happen. And he can really leave a mark and a legacy on the university, so why not stick it out? Okay, that, that, that's that's uh, that, that's fair. Uh, let's go on to our, our our last trending topics. Trending topics. It's a combined trending topics. We've got uh, this week was the finale of Mad Men and the David Letterman program. Did you watch either one of those? Um, I DVR'd David Letterman, but I haven't yet to watch it um, because the, the next day so much was on the news. I felt like I saw the episode anyway, but I still have yet to watch it. And I've, I've never seen an episode of Mad Men, so I, I've never I didn't watch it. You have not? You have not seen it? You have, I thought you were going to watch it. You just ended up watching Breaking Bad, right? I did end up watching Breaking Bad. I, I, I guess I can't get into Mad how, how long was Mad Men on TV? How long? Oh, uh, a while. Um, it's, it was on for quite a few seasons. It starts slow. I think it's like seven seasons, but I mean, and, and there's not that many episodes in every season, so you could knock it out. But it's it, it, some people some people don't like it, and some people do like it because it, it starts a little slow, and a lot of episodes are slow. But it was a terrific series, a, a halfway decent finale. We won't give any spoilers on that. But David Letterman, of course, featuring the uh, Jerry Lawler clip for a second, featuring an awesome top ten list, including Grizzlies minority owner Peyton Manning came out on that. Uh, yeah, I saw that. And so Letterman's stoked about that. He's a big Peyton Manning fan. Mad Men 92, uh, episode 7 seasons. First yeah. aired in 2007. There you go, CJ. Bring in, bring I, in the knowledge. I, episodes. Why not, why not get eight more in there to make it 100? I don't understand that. 92? Come on. Mm-hmm. You know, 100 is a milestone. Make it 100. It is. And involves deals on syndication and stuff. Letterman, how many episodes did Letterman do, CJ? Let's throw that number out. It's over six thousand, I know. It's over six thousand. But uh Letterman finale ended up being 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 pretty good. There you go. I wish Letterman would have done like a stupid pet tricks or something on his finale, which he didn't do. Um, because that's kind of the stuff that, that we like. But he showed his old Taco Bell clips and stuff. It was it was a good it was a it was a good finale. I love the top ten list. The top ten list on this last show is terrific. So I won't spoil that for you, Marcus. But you need to go watch it. Uh, those are two finales that happened this week. A big finale in Memphis tonight, though. The Sunset Symphony is tonight. The last Sunset Symphony ever. They're ending it at I think Sunset Symphony number is at thirty nine or something. They're one away from a a uh, benchmark number. 
and it's like the 39th annual Sunset Symphony tonight, and it will not return. It was I went to the, my first Sunset Symphony last year, and I loved it. And I was like, this is a really cool event, and uh, this is a cool thing to bring with your families, and and uh, you just bring your picnic and you hang out on the river and you listen to the music and they got the air shows. And I was like, this is really cool. I can't wait to keep coming on. I can't wait to someday bring my grandkids up here to the Sunset Symphony, right? And then, yeah. then bam. Oh, sorry, it's no longer going to be a part of Memphis in May. And they still yet to announce what they should replace Memphis this event with. Do you have any ideas? The, uh, it's the last yeah. AutoZone, Auto, AutoZone Sunset Symphony grand finale. Is tonight? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't know what they should replace it with. Um, I don't know what's missing. So we're Memphis. We've got barbecue and music are our two things, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Those are our big two things. And you have music fest and you have barbecue fest that cover both of those. What's missing? That's 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 Memphis that needs to be a wrestling fest, a wrestling uh, event of some sort. Uh-huh. No, something uh, regarding the water, maybe like a, you know, like a, like a, you know, something over there um, at Harbor Town. I don't know. It's something involving the Mississippi River, maybe. I mean, you got well, that's that. what I mean. That's what all of them do already. So I guess that's kind of a default that's going to happen, right? Because they're going to shut down Tom Lee Park every year and Riverside Drive and all that. So I guess it's a matter of figuring out. If we're going to shut down Riverside Drive and Tom Lee Park, what event could we put there? Because Barbecue Fest is in Tom Lee Park. Music Fest is in Tom Lee Park. Whatever event this is, is probably going to be held in... Whatever replaces is probably going to be held in Tom Lee Park. Is it just going to be one day or is it going to be two days? I mean, it has definitely has the option to be either one, but they need a... It's going to have to be something that's cool and a good closing for Memphis in May. Sunset Symphony was always kind of a nice, chill, like, relaxed way to finish because the other two are not at all relaxed events. You you kind of treat it like do like a comic con only for wrestlers, wrestling fans all over the world, all over the nation, all over the mid south. Bring them in, do wrestling fest or something I, like that. I I'm with you. I think it could work. I mean, it could work, but I mean, what are you going to do have like wrestling matches? You know, I mean, yeah, and I guess it becomes like it becomes tricky because there's the one person who who really owns the wrestling business right now, and he's Vince McMahon. And you'd probably want to have the cooperation with them to have matches that would really bring people in. But um, CJ said Letterman had 4,263 episodes for 22 seasons. That's on CBS. So then you add on the 2,000 from from before. I, there's got to be something. What could it be? You can tweet us if you want. Ed Cerrito, you can text us at 67129. Or tell us, Jaren, hang up and listen a little bit later on, 360-8255, on what you think should replace Sunset Symphony. Uh, coming up, because it's 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 a somewhat uh, sad farewell. I know it's not the most pop. It's definitely the least popular Memphis and May event of the big three, but it's one of the big three, right? And it's be like if baseball went away, you know, like it's base- baseball the least popular of the big three sports, but you know, you don't want to see it go away. It's still it's still a big three, or or you look at the the Grizzlies. Who's the least popular of the Grizzlies? Four players. That's a tough one now. We were trying to figure that uh, out. It is a pretty tough one. Um, because Mike Conley, Mike Conley was would have been who I told you two months ago. It's the least popular of the core four, but now he is so high up there. I don't, I don't, I, ooh, it's really a acquired taste on whoever whoever is your favorite between Tony Allen, Zebo, Mark Gasol, and Mike Conley. It's like who's your least favorite Ninja Turtle? Uh, Raphael. We all know who our least favorite person on this show is. Um. 
Oh, you <laughs> jumped you jumped <laughs> in with Raphael? <laughs> yeah, I did say Raphael. By the way, I did want to um, I did want to congratulate Mark Gasol on winning uh, first team All you know All that, NBA. That, that was also that was, yeah you know. that that was also impressive this week. Uh, impressive for a Grizzlies player to do that and. Uh, first team defense for for Tony Allen also came through. So, a little postseason award action. If that's if, if that's your fancy, that's cool. But I mean, forget first. Uh, is it better to start in the All Star game or get first team NBA? Get first team. Get first team All NBA. I mean, that's that's I mean, better that, than starting in the All Star game. I mean, yeah, because that right there is a real testament to the kind of player and the kind of season you had. I mean, the All Star game that comes down to voting. I mean, honestly, Marcus should start every year. He should get all the votes from Spain. You should start every year. Spain is I not mean, Spain I mean, is not that big of a country. It's not that big of a country, but if you get the an entire CJ, country see how many you, see how many people are in Spain. What's the population <laughs> behind you? And listen, it's not gonna be a moot point because next year when he's playing with Cleveland, he's gonna be a first team all NBA and also be all star starter as long as he's playing beside LeBron James. Okay, now I think Oh jeez, don't even don't even play. Don't even don't even play. But Mark is still uncommittal, and, and that's something we will definitely talk about in the coming weeks. So we're looking for your ideas for Sunset Symphony. We'll, if we get any today, we'll we'll get them uh, we'll get them out there. Think on that, Marcus. Let us know. Tweet us an idea. There's got to be some something out there, and maybe it's something we move in Memphis to May. But it really is like you get. I hope they've got an idea to replace Sunset Symphony because if you're going to get rid of this, you got to have an idea to replace it. If they could, if it didn't have to involve the river, and they could move the St. Jude, the FedEx St. Jude Classic to the to to, to that weekend, that'd be a good ending. And play in Tom. The, no, I don't like it. Well, no, 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 no. You couldn't play it in Tom Lee Park, but you can have it. You, you can have it where you have it and have some event at Tom Lee Park, kind of surrounding it with that kind of a theme, you know, a golf theme or something. Maybe do a blues fest. But and that goes back to music. But of course, Sunset Symphony was music. <laughs> So you could do something blues related, because uh, that is that is our music. You got an idea, Drew? How about a bigger beer fest? Move it to May. Uh, a beer fest, a beer fest could be moved to May, and that kind of that would, but that does alienate folks. Because Sunset Symphony, you're, whatever it is, is going to have to be something that's family oriented or should be family oriented. Because really, at the end of May, which we are at right now, you think about it, you party hard for music fest, you party hard for barbecue fest. And neither one of those you really want to bring your toddlers to, but you can to Sunset Symphony. And uh, I just don't know. I don't know what what would work. I get pro- Frozen Fest. What if you can get Disney behind that? You can have Frozen Fest. The kids would love that. <laughs> Still haven't seen it. Well, yeah, that's well. You should wait. Frozen. No, CJ's not going to see Frozen because it's going to be because you know he said if the Super Bowl any any sporting event that. The, any football game there was a team's up twenty, he turns it off. Is that it? It's seventeen. Just seventeen. It's seventeen in the NFL, and it's twenty three points at any point in time in the NBA. He'll turn the TV off. So he had said before the Super Bowl that he would turn it off if the the score was seventeen. If there was a seventeen point differential, either way, he would turn it off and watch Frozen. And it got really close <laughs> this year. So I think he needs to hold that in his back pocket every year that if the score is 17 points uh, difference between the two teams, he's going to have to turn it off and watch Frozen. And then he'll be live-tweeting Frozen during the Super Bowl while the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history happens. Yes, I would love for that to happen. I, I, I Listen, I, I would pay money 
to see CJ tweeting Frozen doing one of the greatest comebacks in Super Bowl history. I know we talk about it, but I think he would enjoy it. I really do. I really think he would enjoy it. <laughs> he listen. He'd never be able to get back on the radio again. He never like nobody would respect the thing he ever had to say if he was watching Frozen doing one of the greatest comebacks in Super Bowl history. Or, or maybe or, you know he's like, dude, that's the worst thing ever. Like the worst question ever. That's the worst thing ever. Okay, so we're going to have we don't have we have blues fest, beer fest. Those are decent ideas. Those are I mean, decent. Listen, ideas. With, with, with the past, with the recent passing of BB King, God rest his soul. You know, it's just devastating to have that happen. But with the recent passing of BB King, um, I mean, maybe maybe something that you can do. I mean, it, it did happen in the month of May, so maybe you can do something surrounding the memory of BB King and have that going on during that last weekend of May. Like a BB King festival, something like that, where you just have some of the best blues guitarists, some of the best blues singers coming in. You can have, you know, local act, um, you know, just, just a BB King fest. Why not? Yeah, I, I like the, I like the pick, I like the, uh, the idea of the picnicking aspect of Sunset Symphony. Unfortunately, usually the grass is all, it's either all muddy or torn up by the end of the May down there. But I mean, but you, you can still do the same thing. I mean, you can still have it the same way. I mean, you know, just the one stage and having the picnic atmosphere. I mean, because you're talking about blues music here. We're not talking about uh, all these different acts going on at one time. We're talking about one stage, a lot of different acts that's coming along, paying their respects to B.B. King and B.B. King Fest. All right, B.B. King Fest. Oh, wow, just name the fest. Okay, maybe. All right, Marcus, we got to let you go. we got to keep moving. But uh, enjoy your Memorial Day weekend, and we will uh, see you soon. All right, will do, guys. You all be good, and uh, holla back. All right, that's Marcus Hunter. Follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore underscore Hunter. He's also on Instagram. If you want to get in touch with me throughout the show, if you got an idea for Sunset Symphony or if you want to just tweet or text anything, you can. That's uh, at Cerrito on Twitter. Text line 67129 here at Sports 56. It's got to text 56. Join if you've never texted the show here before. You can find Cerrito Live on Facebook. That's Facebook.com slash Cerrito Live. We're also on Snapchat. Search Cerrito Live there. You can email the show if you want. Cerrito Live at gmail.com. And at noon, we will take your phone calls during Hangup and and giving away wrestling tickets for Thursday night. Uh, that's at 360-8255. When we come back, we'll have our first live report from the Roundhouse Revival happening at the Mid-South Coliseum today. You're listening to Cerrito Live on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Fish in Stats, presented by AutoNation GMC. 3 till 6 every weekday. Right here on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back to Cerrito Live. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito. Thanks for making us a part of your Memorial Day weekend. It's also your Roundhouse Revival Saturday. We'll have uh, live reports from the Roundhouse Revival here in a moment. If you ever miss a portion of the show, you can catch the podcast for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. Just search Cerrito Live. You can also listen at CerritoLive.com. If you subscribe on iTunes, you'll get uh, CJ and Drew's podcast, which uploads automatically. It's part of the Cerrito Live feed, their upcoming episode. What is it about? What's this week's episode coming up? Uh, most memorable moments in the last Grizzly season. Next time on the Playing Hurt podcast, the most memorable moments of the Grizzly season. So you can listen to that by subscribing to us on iTunes. When you're on iTunes, subscribe as well to the I Love Memphis podcast, which I host every month with Holly Whitfield of the I Love Memphis blog. We've got some great podcasts. We had uh, our most recent one was with Bongo Lady 
and Rick Trotter, the PA announcer for the Memphis Grizzlies. We just recorded one on Thursday live from the Tennessee Brewery, which includes Adam the Poet as one of our guests, who you may or may not recognize from events throughout Memphis, the guy who comes and types poems for you um, on demand. So that's pretty cool. Uh, podcast and uh, Kevin Leip, who usually joins us uh, around this time every week, he's got this week off. It's Memorial Day, and it's also the first week with there's no Grizzlies games happening, so he's enjoying some time with the family. And if you want to listen to him, though, you should check out his podcast, the Beyond the Arc podcast, which uploads every Monday. You can also find that on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. It's the Beyond the Arc podcast that Kevin Light hosts each and every week when he is not on this show. He's doing that. So that's what he's, he's a busy guy as well. But going on today, we've talked about it. It's happening uh, right now as we speak, the Roundhouse Revival. And we've got uh, team coverage of the Roundhouse Revival at the Mid-South Coliseum. We're going to go to Dustin Starr first. Superstars that have no fear There it is. He is an active sports entertainer. He is a regular contributor on this show. He is now a global force wrestling superstar, Dustin Starr. Yes. What's up, Dustin? Hey, Kevin Cerrito. I am reporting live in the most perfect Memphis weather outside the Mid-South Coliseum. I'm looking at two wrestling rings right now. One is set up. It has championship title belts hanging over the ropes. The other one has a band playing rock and roll, country, just anything and everything out here. And people are starting to file in. They have all sorts of T-shirts. I saw a Tojo Yamamoto T-shirt. Of course, I'm sporting the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame at the Mid-South Coliseum T-shirt. I cut the sleeves off, though. You know, Kevin, it's hot out here. <laughs> you guys knew you so, cut the sleeves off. We are on fire. And yes, yes, Global Force Wrestling in Jackson, Tennessee. You mentioned that. It was announced this week. I'm headed to Jackson. Congratulations. So you, the Global Force Wrestling is the new wrestling organization that Double J, Jeff Jarrett, has uh, put together. And, and, and Jarrett's been on this show talking about it before. Right. And you'll, one of their inaugural events is happening in Jackson, Tennessee. And you will be a part of that. Who are you wrestling? I am wrestling Chris Masters. I've heard of him before. The he's Master big. Lock from WWE. Yes, he's a big guy. So I've been training really hard, getting in tip-top shape, almost like contest. You know, like contest prep. It's real serious. You're We're used ready for June the twelfth. You're used to wrestling folks that are like seventy years old, or well, you know, the, come on now. Oh, or speaking of which, <laughs> I have a little bone to pick with you. You said you're going to have the superstar Bill Dundee on later. What's that all about? Well, we we he's wrestling today at the Roundhouse Revival Maybe. with the King, Maybe. and we had we had the King on last week, so we're not going to have the Coliseum Crushers on. So we oh, figured we're going to have Dundee. You know, hey, I I'm not a fan of Dundee. <laughs> So you're on so, my side. You're just, I'm you're on your side. We'll see. I'm going to be asking questions airways. from the 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 five star nation point of view, but uh, we'll see. Yes, Dundee's going to join us at 12:30 today. He's wrestling today alongside Jerry the King Lawler against the Coliseum Crushers. That's at four o'clock, where Dustin is right now, where the wind is picking up. Apparently, yep, the wind is picking up. <laughs> so if you hear that, just let me know. But yes, there's a lot of wrestling fans out here. I've been taking pictures with the wrestling fans handing out the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame cards. It has all the social media on there. They have this big, uh, it's a 
I guess it's a big sheet of paper that, that runs the entire front of the Coliseum where you can go up and write your ideas, almost like signing the wall of Graceland. You're signing the Coliseum wall, and I guess they're going to review all those ideas of how to save the building and what to do with the Mid-South Coliseum. I any, think we already have it figured out. Yeah, put the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in there. Are there any other good Absolutely. ideas? Can you can you go over there and look and tell us some of the ideas? Yeah, I can walk over there and take a look. It I might see. get a little, uh, little louder, but... Um, you, you mentioned you're going to have Bill Dundee on you know, yeah. later. We have a big matchup on Thursday night. It's a Memphis street fight. And I think I kicked things off yesterday. Did you see the video? I saw you threw coffee in Bill Dundee's face at our he, former weatherman, former, former meteorologist Tim Van Horn has a radio show now. And you went up there and you threw coffee in Dundee's face. Why did you yeah. do that? Was that a was that paying homage to, to David Letterman and, and Jerry, Jerry Lawler, Andy Kaufman moment? Where Because I know... The, the one thing you cannot do is throw coffee, that's and that's right. what you did. <laughs> touche, touche. Well, it's just one of those things where I knew that Tim Van Horn doesn't like me, and then I know that Bill Dundee doesn't like me, so I knew that it was just going to be a big hate fest on me. So why not show up there? Things got a little out of hand, and, you know, what happened is it happened. I threw coffee right in his face, so that's why I say he might not make it to go side-by-side side with the team today against those Coliseum Crushers. But I've got my gear in the uh, in the car just in case. <laughs> that, that match, that always carry your gear with you, right? That's the wrestling motto. You what well, if so? It's you and Dundee. That's Thursday. We're gonna give away tickets during Hang Up and Listen for that, which is happening in Cordova. You can also enter to win tickets at our booth, the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame booth at the Roundhouse Revival right now. You can enter to win tickets to that. So we're giving away two different ways you can win tickets. To yeah, there's a whole bucket full of entries over here. I to, made my way over by the wall too. So I can read a couple of these. It says multi-purpose, anything goes in the roundhouse. All it right. says wrestling museum, concerts, roller derby, and then they're all signing it. And some of them are saying concerts, lots of concerts, hockey games, wrestling, concerts. There's a lot of wrestling love, roller derby, and hockey. How about that? Hockey. They want hockey. I saw the River Kings have a have a their van up there when I was there earlier. Yeah, they're out here. I saw the van out here earlier today. I mean, there's anything and everything out here. There's all sorts of Coliseum t-shirts. There's arts and crafts. I mean... I really recommend... You should go out there and just stock up your entire wardrobe for the whole summer. Yes. You yes, could. And come by the pro wrestling uh, booth, and I'll cut the sleeves off for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dustin, five stars, reporting live uh, for us at the Roundhouse Revival. So there, there are two rings set up right now, right? Yes, two rings. What was the one w- appears to be the stage, and the other appears to be saved for wrestling. And there's a lot of people out here for the wrestling too. What the WCW event where they had two rings? Was that World War Three? Is that what they had it? Uh, what yes, events World did they have? Three. They had a big battle royal. And, so what was? Could, what do you remember about that? Like that was an old gimmick they did to try to counter the the Royal Rumble, right? Right, and it wasn't very good. I think you throw them out, and then you get into the other ring. So you have to throw them out of one ring into the next ring, <laughs> and then over the top rope to eliminate them. So it was like, oh yeah. WWE, you have the Royal Rumble. Well, we're just gonna add a ring, tr- triple the people, add a ring, and make it even crazier. It you wasn't very good. Throw somebody into it, so that that may or may not break out today at the at the Roundhouse Revival. Well, I saw the uh, the videos of the Coliseum Crushers and uh, Hollywood Jimmy Blaylock. He's going to be managing them at ringside. Um, I know Derek King is roaming around here somewhere. I was going to get a word with him, but he took off. So I imagine Derek will be watching the back of Dundee and Lawler just in case that Hollywood Jimmy tries to interfere because Derek's out here. He was advertised to be here as well from Wrestling With Death. So Yes, WGN, friend of the show. 
Derek Derek King. So that that's cool. He's he's out there. Uh, so what's going on? Any any other any other big wrestling? There's lots going on. It's a big week for 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 local wrestling with this event happening today. Your event on Thursday with you being called up to Global Force and uh, representing Memphis, Tennessee, and you throwing coffee in people's faces. Jeez. <laughs> now that that's the big one. Is June twelfth coming up? I mean, it's going to be in Jackson, Tennessee, at the ballpark. They have a minor league baseball arena. Uh, man, how great would it be to have something like that at AutoZone Park? Because we've done it at FedEx Forum. We're doing it here in the parking lot of the Mid-South Coliseum. Everybody is going crazy when we have these wrestling events. I mean, people were lined up hours before the event to get a championship belt. Yeah, it doesn't, so, yeah, it doesn't make sense. AutoZone why, Park would be perfect. They need to be doing it. It's happening in Jackson, Mississippi. It's happening in, in, in Jackson, Mississippi and Tennessee. So it's happening in the surrounding areas. And like we're the wrestling they're capital of the a, world. They should be doing they're it. They're doing the the Grand Slam Tour. It's going to the minor league parks all across the United States, and it's leading right up to Vegas, where on July 24th, they're going to have big worldwide television tapings at the Orleans in Vegas, and uh, that's the goal. So, for me, anybody listening that supports wrestling, Jackson, Tennessee is about a 45-minute trip up the road. Come, throw the five fingers in the air. I'll be wrestling Chris Masters, and who knows, man, that could send me to Vegas and get on a national platform and just follow in the greats that came before me, the Fargos, the Lawlers, the Dundees, those guys that took it to a national stage. This is my chance. So I got to make the best of it, you know? Yeah. All right. All right, Dustin. Well, thanks for the live report. Keep us updated. If something happens uh, up there, let us know. And uh, I will. I'm tweeting them out, too. I'm tweeting out all sorts of pictures, videos. So yeah, you get some. Star. You get some great pictures out there. Follow Dustin at Dustin Star on Twitter. I saw that. Like, there's a booth where kids are coloring pictures of Jerry the King Lawler. Yeah. So the line art images of Jerry Lawler, also the Mid-South Coliseum, the kids can get right there. It's free. They just color their pictures. Post them to social media. There's all sorts of fun stuff, and a lot of it's free. If you want to get involved and get a T-shirt, man, get that Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame T-shirt. I got mine on. Yeah, Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, it needs to be in Memphis. Today's your day to go meet meet no up. everybody who's helping us out on the show uh, with this movement. And the best way to help out is get a shirt. Get one of those cards. Connect with us on on social media. Hey man, Maria's out here. She's out here. All the guys are over here talking to us. So I gotta get back <laughs> to the table and uh, make sure that no funny business is taking place. All right, have to knock out a knucklehead, right? Go take care of that, Dustin. <laughs> we'll, we will see you there this afternoon. All right, guys. Thanks. All right, that's Dustin Five Star reporting live from the Roundhouse Revival. We'll continue our coverage about that big all day festival going on at the Mid South Coliseum. Folks trying to save. The historic venue at the fairgrounds. We'll take a quick time out and be right back. You're listening to Serena Live on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Keeping it real for over 20 years. We are Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back to Cerrito Live. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito. Ow! Welcome back. Happy Memorial Day weekend to you. Thanks for making us a part of your holiday weekend. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Playhouse on the Square, Memphis' only professional theater. Yeah, check out Playhouse on the Square. It's a perfect place to uh, take a date. Located right there at Union and Cooper in the Overton Square Theater District. Playhouse on the Square is Memphis' only professional theater. And uh, they got awesome plays going on right now. You can go to playhouseonthesquare.org to pick up your tickets and find out more information about the shows playing right now. And the shows coming later this year. The 2015-2016 season has been announced and includes Billy Ellett, the musical 
Peter Pan around the holiday season and the regional premiere of the hit musical Memphis. That's all happening at Playhouse on the Square. Playhouse on the Square dot org. Playhouse on the Square is just a short rue ride away from the Mid South Coliseum, and we're going to continue continue our team coverage of a Roundhouse Revival happening today at the Mid South Coliseum. We're going to go with. Marvin Stockwell is going to join us now from the Coliseum Coalition. They are the group putting on the event today. And Marvin joins us now live from the Mid-South Coliseum. That sounds pretty nice. What's up, Marvin? Yeah, not much. Just, um, thanks for having me on. Oh, for thank- sure. It's, it's a great day. Thanks for coming on. So uh, we've been talking about it uh, for a good portion of the show already. Yeah. But for those who, who don't know, give the rundown on what's happening uh, exactly today at the Mid-South Coliseum. Sure. So um, it's it's a great family friendly uh, day of music, basketball, uh, and wrestling uh, here at the Mid South Coliseum. Outside, uh, right outside the Mid South Coliseum. Uh, so it's just it's a festival. We got food trucks. Uh, we got all sorts of vendor booths. Uh, so it's just good, uh, uh, clean family fun, uh, celebrating the the, the 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 musical styles that our city is capable of. We have an eclectic lineup. Everything from uh, gospel and country and rock and pop and uh hip hop. So it's, it's all the musical styles that Memphis either straight up invented <laughs> or uh <laughs> put its own stamp on uh or on full display and uh my buddy Mike McCarthy's done really a, a great job at putting together just a killer lineup. Uh and then when you consider that you've got, you know, uh Jerry the King Lawler and Superstar Bill Dundee wrestling uh uh the Coliseum Crushers at four PM and it's all free. I, I really don't see why uh, well, how, how you could just not come out? It's it's it's, it's, been, it's already been an amazing event. We've had several bands play already, but there's still uh, a lot more to come. Uh, we go till six o'clock tonight. That's right outside the Mid South Coliseum on up the fairgrounds. And it only makes uh, Dave Brown supposed to be there maybe later today. Is he still coming? Yes, as far as I know. So yeah, the, so he, has, he has indicated that he will be here in conjunction with uh, with the wrestling match. Uh, to intro Lawler and Dundee and say a few words, yeah. I hope I didn't ruin a surprise, but I'm trying to figure out how the weather got to be so perfect because it could be bad. We had a stormy weekend last weekend. We had a cold day, like the yeah. coldest day in May. And I'll, I know uh, it's weird. And now it's no, I can't take any credit for the for the for the weather. It's just uh, it's 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 darn near perfect. It's just you know like 80 degrees and partly cloudy. So I mean, you're even getting some. Uh, some natural sunblock. I mean, it's, it's, it's really good, but uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a gorgeous day. We got um, uh, great bands playing, uh, anything you'd, you'd want to uh, eat, and all sorts of uh, vendors. And then, you know, one of the, the, the neatest features of the day is, uh, in my book, is that a, an idea station where people can give us their reused ideas for the Mid-South Coliseum. Uh, there is there are so many good ideas out here. I met these guys from this group calling themselves the Coliseum Pavilion. I mean, you know, I've been working on this issue for the last several months, and I was unaware of these guys until today. And they just showed up, and they've got these renderings, and oh, wow. it's kind of an amazing idea. And it's like I, I haven't even, you know, I, I don't know whether it's the the winning idea, <laughs> but, but but these guys have actually thought it through, and they have several like you know computer generated renderings of their of their vision. And so, I mean, it's getting Memphis is getting really concrete about its planning now, and I think we have. We have left in the dust the days where people are saying it's a hopeless cause. I think public opinion has shifted uh, to it is a possible. It, it is possible, and I mean, you know, when you look at all the other things that, that Memphis is doing, from Broad Avenue to Overton Square to the Hotel Chester to, to Sears Crosstown, it's just a time of possibility, and 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 Memphians are starting to feel it. 
And, of course, you announced this on this show uh, that you guys were going to be putting, right. putting this event on. And yeah. The the purpose of the event is not. I mean, it's to it's what to raise awareness and to have fun yep. at the Coliseum at the same time. That's right. I mean, we we we've come a long way uh, in terms of like we want to show the viability of the idea of reusing the Coliseum. And I think the more that we've been active, the more uh, Memphians are, are starting to wake up to the idea that it, that it's not a lost cause uh, by any stretch, not by a long shot. Uh, that the Coliseum is is steel and reinforced concrete the, the bones of the building are strong it, you know it, it needs some cosmetic uh, upgrades uh, no one's saying that it will it'll be cheap uh, but it is by no means a uh, you know a dilapidated building as it's been described months ago like I said I think even even the way it's described in media accounts uh, is, is is changing to much more positive light kind of stuff like it is possible all right, so it's a it's, it's a big day. So if you have an idea for the Coliseum, today's the day to go to go share it on the idea wall and meet the people if you want to get involved with it as well. So that's, that's right. And and another thing is that right next to our idea station are representatives from the city who we are now working closely with. I mean, the city has has, has said, hey, let's take a step back and make sure we're getting the right idea. Let's have a fresh batch of public input, which is the very thing that we asked for at the outset. And now the city has has backed up and said, yep, hey, you're right. Let's do it right. So the the city's uh, agency, the Carter Malone Group, are out here with information about the, the processes that the city has set in motion. So you can give your ideas and then learn about the other ways that you can flesh out your ideas further. Cool. So it's a, uh, the festival is going on, the Roundhouse Revival, until 6 o'clock today. The wrestling match That's is right. at 4 o'clock. So if you want to see Jerry Lawler right. with Bill Superstar Dundee inside of a wrestling ring yet at 4 o'clock today. Outside the historic Mid South Coliseum, yep. the entertainment capital of the Mid South. That's right. That's right. Um, it's a, I'm, we're already having fun, and just like uh, you know, I'd, I'd say we're we're pushing oh, maybe a thousand people out here now, or certainly a thousand people have to like cycle through. And I think the, the crowd's just building, uh, but it, but it's a there's a lot of space out here, y'all. So there's plenty of room for everybody. All right, I can't wait to get out there. Uh, use hashtag Roundhouse Revival, right? That's right. All right, right. Th- thanks, Marvin. That's Marvin Stockwell with the Coliseum Coalition putting on the Roundhouse Revival today. Thanks, Marvin. Kevin, thank you so much for having me. All right, go get get out there. I mean, I can't wait, CJ. I just cannot wait to just get out of just get out of here, get back down there because I was excited. Because you never know when these things come together, and it really is living up to the expectations of, of what a, a cool event on on the grounds of the Mid South Coliseum could be. Yeah, I can't wait either. This is going to be a great afternoon. The weather is perfect. They got all the food trucks out there. I'm looking for my personal favorite food truck. I don't know if that's going to be out there, but I'm sure they got great food trucks out there. It's going to be fun. Okay, I'm just getting a tweet from from Dustin Five Star, who's still out there, right? Yeah, I can. I'm not shocked that Dustin cuts the sleeves off of his shirt when he gets like he got he got his shirt. It's not because it's, it's hot. It's because he has muscles. It's because he's Dustin. He ran into Dangerous Dave, a longtime caller on the show. You know Dangerous Dave, who always calls in and wants to challenge uh, <laughs> to challenge uh, Dustin. I'll retweet this at Cerrito, but uh, old Dangerous Dave is up there and. Looks like he might be fighting Dustin. Then we may have an impromptu match in the ring because because Dustin Dustin likes fighting likes fighting people who are older than him. Right? He will not fight anyone younger than him. That is his number one rule. He goes to the old folks' home but and picks above. Got to be above thirty. Sometimes much higher than that to fight Dustin. But 
Holy mackerel, he's hanging out with Dangerous Dave. It's, it's going to be fun. All right, but up next, we're going to play Hang Up and Listen. 360-8255 is the phone number. 360-8255. First caller gets $10 to Ease 24-Hour Cafe and $5 to TCBY. Ooh, it's a perfect time uh, to go get some uh, yogurt over there at TCBY, America's Best Yogurt. So the first caller will get that. We're turning the show over to you. Talk about whatever you want next. So if you have an idea for the Coliseum or if you have an idea of what should replace the Sunset Symphony. I'd love to hear that stuff, but we can talk about whatever you want, and we'll do that next when we play Hang Up and Listen here on Cerrito Live on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Real Sports Talk, Sports 56, WHBQ Memphis, and 87.7 FM, WPGFLP Memphis. A Flynn Broadcasting Station.